you know, there was this problem that I had that I needed to be creative. And then my son also needed a cake. And so those two oh, just yeah. collided with like, well, let's make a cake. Today on Doing Good, the podcast, preheat the oven, grab your favorite mixing bowl and get ready to savor something really good. After a crazy 2020, we are settling in to celebrate the Christmas season with a whole episode about food, specifically baked goods. We're talking the sweet treats, the delicious desserts, and all the wonderful things that we love to eat this time of year. But you know the doing good gang. Underneath that flaky crust, that layer of fabulous fondant, we're talking about something bigger than a baking competition. In today's episode, we are meeting a man who ditched his job he did not love and decided to pursue his passion. Along the way, he inspired others while creating, I mean, edible works of art and turned his small town bakery into a platform for national television exposure. Fans of the Food Network saw him win some tough competitions, but along the way, he was always the nicest guy in the room. In today's episode, fans of the We're Doing Good podcast get to learn more than just about how he's winning, and he's a whiz with a whisk. We're about to hear how he's winning as a do-gooder with a recipe for a great business, a great community partnership, and a really great life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Doing Good, the podcast. My name is Susanna. And I'm Elijah. This is the podcast in which us and our parents share the stories of the good things that people are doing in our community and the people that make those good things happen. So it's actually mostly our parents just sitting here and we have to wait to talk until they tell us to. But we have some really good insight and we're actually the funny ones. So definitely stay and listen. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Dr. Becky. How's the doing good gang today? Susanna, how are you? You're just getting a side eye from me. That's it. <laughs> it is very early. I mean, who scheduled who schedules the podcast? Who scheduled this? I still have a sleep. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um We're talking to somebody who's been to medical school, so eight thirty is not early. Oh yeah, yeah no, no, uh uh. Waking up at four in the morning to go in and pre round before surgery rounds. That's Swab when I gave up that's when I gave up wearing makeup. I was like, I am not losing ten minutes of sleep to put makeup on. Susanna, maybe have you ever thought about maybe to like giving up makeup and hmm. yeah. you don't wear makeup I at all. I regularly don't wear makeup. Yeah, you don't need makeup. Anyway, so neither do you, Mr. Josh. Well, yeah, he wears more than any of us. I think high def (laughs) requires a little bit of makeup. We need to tell people what the role we're talking about before. Okay, so just with my job in television. Yeah. Okay, there we go. High def broadcasting. (laughs) You gotta, you you gotta cover up and fill in, man. No, it's your nightlife (laughs) career. (laughs) How do we go there again? By the way, okay, this has nothing to do with anything. Do you know who I heard interviewed the other day and I found to be one of the most fascinating people was RuPaul. Oh, no. He's oh, so smart. Word. Yeah, so smart. And just such he, a... She, so smart. Brilliant approach. I guess it's non-binary. To the world. Just so, so... He's so articulate yeah. and so fun to watch on TV. But you know what else is so fun to watch on TV? Doing good... What? No. Food Network. The Food, food Network. Network. Awesome. Okay, that's a power play segue right there. That is, man. She took control of the mic. You don't know who RuPaul is? I mostly just thought you to stop talking. RuPaul's Drag Race? You just want us to stop talking. Oh, is he the... Not you. He's a drag I'm your biggest fan, Mr. Josh. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I know. He's the mastermind. He's hilarious. All right, let's... RuPaul is not on Food Network now. He probably has been a guest judge. Why not is what I want to know. I feel like I've seen him there. Well, because, I mean, he... He like runs Bravo. Isn't that the network that uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is on? Uh, yeah. Point being, though, I think he'd be fantastic in a cooking show. I think he'd be fantastic on doing good. <laughs> he's he's fantastic on everything. I would. Have you ever heard him talk about his um, basic <laughs> philosophy that um, everything is drag? Yeah, all of life all is of drag. Us are drag. Yeah. yeah, that we're all basically wearing masks and costume. yeah, uh huh, and performing. I need to up my game this morning because it's so early. Yeah. Which one? Can we talk before we talk about the Food Network and our guest today, Timmy Norman? Can I ask you a question, Doctor Becky? Because I really feel like we need to deal with this. Okay, unpack it. Why did you name our episode two episodes ago? Which 
it is just dropping as this as the worst Christmas episode ever because I <laughs> why? Why? Do you guys did you see that she named it the worst Christmas yes. episode ever? She didn't like my intro. Well, yes, there was that stunning intro to doing crack the podcast. <laughs> that that went in it. I mean, she's still not over that. And then the word nostalgic got used like 18 times, and I have I have feelings about that word. So, someone needs to name the podcast who isn't like super picky. So like dad needs well, to usually just, like... our producer, our executive producer, Layton. Do you mean he called it the worst Christmas episode no, ever? No, we did during the podcast say, <laughs> okay. this is the yeah. worst Christmas Not episode we. ever. Just you. You, you then... did. I'm like, what? <laughs> Becky, are you that person? No, you're not because I've had a lot of christmas celebrations with you you're you know there's that person who's at the table goes oh my stuffing this year is horrible (laughs) it's not you yeah the debbie downer at the table (laughs) i might be the debbie downer at the table i don't know you bring the party good grief you're the flip opposite but i just you bring the food oh you bring everything all the i bring all the bad food i realized that about three two three years ago it's like (laughs) oh wait all this food is healthy except the stuff I brought. And then I was like, but wait, they told me what to bring. I was like, oh, I get it. I'm the one who brings all the bad for you food. Yeah. You, and we appreciate it. You're welcome. We're here for it. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. You bring the good stuff. You bring the corn pudding. I bring the corn pudding. Because this episode is going to be a lot about food. So if you're trying to cut calories, you may just want to like, yeah, I don't know. You don't want the corn pudding. No. But it's so good. It's, no, you do want the corn to put it like. Not if you're trying to cut calories. I mean, it is butter, heavy cream, and sugar. Really? There's sugar in there. I consider yeah. that a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> the heavy cream or the butter? It's the yeah. corn. The, the corn. corn. <laughs> <laughs> it's really. I was making it, and I was like, "Wow!" I every year, I, every year I make it, and I only make it once a year, maybe twice if I'm really pushed. Okay. If your mama asks me to make yes. the corn pudding, uh, I make the corn she pudding. Lives for it, some um, people live for the applause. Uh, yeah, she lives for the corn pudding. The corn. I, 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 but I make that thing every year, and I'm like, Whoa, "Wow, a whole stick of butter." <laughs> oh yeah, a whole a stick whole of butter. A whole stick of butter. Yeah. A cup of sugar. Hey, you know, uh, two cups of heavy cream. Elijah is. Uh, it's there. actually a quarter cup of sugar. Basically a salad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What's next? A Vegetable. kale smoothie. Yeah. Uh, Elijah's uh, over here. Just you saying that literally decreased the definition on his abs just a just little a bit. Now, I want to eat it. I want to eat it. Yeah, oh, I did. Uh, we have a ton of it left in our fridge. I was like, I guess Justin didn't leave you guys any. Yeah, well, that's the way he rolls. He took all of the green bean casserole and all, which because I also have to make the green bean casserole. Another and as I'm mixing up dish. that um, condensed cream of mushroom soup, I'm like, <laughs> wowzers. Okay, so anyway, he brought home all the green beans and all the corn pudding, and he brought home none of the like 20, 20 turkeys that you guys had. Yeah, well, you know, it was in the carport, and it was, I was you like, know, where's, outside. Where's the... the leftover turkey? He's like, yeah. oh, I didn't get any, and I was like. Well, you know, that's one of the perils of social distance Thanksgiving is you just can't really get into the food as well. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, also a disconnect moment is watching my mother talk to Elijah about corn uh-huh. because he says corn is what? Indigestible. Indigestible. It, yeah, not nutritious. Not nutritious at all. It is a seed. <laughs> He's like, it's not nutritious. It's indigestible. <laughs> it just basically. We agree. It's fantastic fiber, though. And my mother If you at can him digest like, it. Like, but no, you can't digest the, like fiber. The That's the whole point. His grandmother, the farm girl who uh-huh. literally ate corn every and people day of her life. died from too much corn. And she looks at him like he has seven heads. Like, yeah. well, corn is not nutritious? Well, you know, I lived in Germany for a while growing up, and they did not eat corn in Germany. Corn was considered animal feed, and you didn't eat really? it. Yeah. Susanna? Agree? Mm-hmm. I love corn, though. Okay. Yeah. It tastes good, but, yeah. like, it's... It, I like I like corn on the cob, but for having braces for two years, I haven't had it in about two years. So, but your braces are off now. Embrace the corn <laughs> on the cob. I still don't corn. want corn in the cob in my teeth. You know, I don't want the. It's. Uh, it's but no, the I'm thought of canned corn is gross. Oh, yeah, I know people that absolutely love it though. The canned corn. You and know, I'm going to ask like the... Timmy Norman about 
what what's some delectable corn dessert. dish? If you had to bake a dessert that had corn in it, and he just starts throwing up, you know, cornbread yeah. cupcakes. Oh, you know, can I talk for a minute about Christmas no. sweets? No, let's do no. it. No, this Timmy. No. So every year, Wait, when, every year we have thing? our big cookie swap. I know it, and yeah. I'm mourning we, the loss. And I don't know how year. we're gonna have a cookie swap this year. Well, you can wear masks. Do it outside. Even though it's going to be cold. But last year, remember how heaters. cold it was? I know, but you can have those heaters that we had at Thanksgiving. Those heaters weren't free, my love. <laughs> We're adapting to the climate. Well, neither are cookies, but like. <laughs> it's natural selection for the cookies. But yeah. There yeah, if the cookies don't warm you up, they're You're out. doing something they're wrong. Out. Yeah, exactly. Here's the key for. Uh, so they're going to be like cayenne cookies. Or boozy cookies. <laughs> boozy. Yes. Like I think I ex- with... yeah accidentally had a couple of those last year. Where's the, were they there? Boozy cookies. Yeah, and they didn't really clearly label the difference. So I, I think I, Vernon had. Oh, okay. They had like oh. kids eating them. So, so people who are listening who have no clue what you're talking about, this you had a cookie swap party, laid set the table. We've had a cookie swap party for the last five years or so. And it was always competitive, so it kind of tells We have a competitive cookie you swap. You literally last rented year's a was barn. Last we have year. three. A party well, barn. we didn't have to rent it. I mean, our friend, our good friend Vera Meredith at Meredith Valley said, oh, yes. yes, please come on out. And let us have and the party. And she's saying that again this year. You know that, right? I, she, I talked to her yesterday, but I just don't know how. I just don't know. I don't know. I I really Exchanging honestly it hadn't even be... been on my radar until that makes one of us. One of my kids said, "Boy, Elijah and Hudson are really looking forward to the cookie swap." Uh huh. And people know that that's how to get me because I really hate letting letting them down, letting the kids down. Yeah, and and you hate letting them down. Because you have said in previous episodes that food is is love for you. You know, like baked goods. Uh, Anything where you prepare something and give it to somebody is a loving moment mm-hmm. for you, right? Yeah. And so this year where you can't do that freely, is that bothering you? A little bit. It's bothering me. Maybe Timmy Norman, owner of Cake Buds, who is our guest today, could give us suggestions of a uh, sort of, you know, like back in the day when, when pe- people made dishes because, we'll see how to put this, like <laughs> certain things like were perishable goods. We couldn't do it right before refer- refrigeration. Like cheesecakes weren't a thing, you know, you had to eat them really quickly. You couldn't keep them. So they made things that had spices right. and lots of whiskey mm. and stuff that killed all the... <laughs> The like, bubonic plague. Yeah, like um, how long cake. ago are we talking about? You know, I don't know. Back in the 1980s. The plague. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the old days. I saw on one of those plague. shows. There the is other... there. People get plague in the U.S. every year. Did you know that ketchup was created to literally cover the taste of rancid food? Because before refrigeration was a thing, and all the meat was kind of like turned, like just on the edge <laughs> or over the edge, you know. I cut the green part off. You know, that ketchup was created according to something on the, I don't know, the Discovery Channel. I wish I could go back 30 seconds and hear that. <laughs> to cover. That's... So picture your piece of meat no, no. with green on top. Just no. And you just slather some ketchup over top of it to hide the taste. I could have gone my whole life without knowing that. that was, I would have been fine. Show, so it's true. Completely fine. That's gonna. That is that. gonna stick now. Every so time. Now Every have... time I have ketchup with fries, I'm just gonna think. Oh, are these fries rancid? We should ask Timmy Norman how to do a pandemic-friendly Christmas oh. cookie swap. That oh, might I've heard be a little thing. bit of pressure on Timmy Norman. I am. Well, Timmy Norman has been on the Food Network. He's competed on a national television show like three times. He can handle the pressure of doing good the podcast. Timmy, how would you design a social event for 40 people? Let's ask him. Um, Yeah, exchanging cookies, baked goods without running a significant risk. We should invite him. We should invite him to join the the cookie exchange and him just win everything but well we it is competitive i mean wow. i kind of have an idea i say we do the party everyone brings oh. their cookies everyone gets all the cookies they want and then families have separate tables to sit at to take their mask off and eat their cookies and then masks go back on and we can have a voting process winner Love it. I think we're really going to have to limit the amount of families this year, too. Oh, Why? It's not like there's that many people that come. Last and now year, the other competition is underway. Nine families. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not 50 people. 
It was a lot of people last year. If you'd like to be invited to the Doing Good Cookie Swap, <laughs> if send you're your email still listening, to... <laughs> you're invited. <laughs> okay, we're now up to three families. <laughs> no, I mean I think we can limit it to five families. Let's think about this. Okay, so no naming like, names. <laughs> yeah, not naming names. It would it would just be some like very close people, and if you're not invited, you're not really our friends. So. Uh, you all have it. Let's just be honest before he gets Ouch. here. Timmy Norman, you you did not get a chance to see Timmy's episodes. Am I right? No, it was really entertaining. Watch. It was really entertaining. It was. The... I should have. I should have done that for research before this podcast episode. Okay, Susanna, have you seen yeah. Timmy Norman on the Food Network holiday baking show? I've not either. But you know, at least Mom is owning up to it. You know what she's been doing instead? What? Making origami. <laughs> what? <laughs> This is a long, complicated story, but you know, I like to make and our I chat like segment ends in a minute. Fit. A Christmas gift to give to all of my friends and people who I really love. Last year was a very boozy vanilla. Yes, only. last year was the boozy vanilla. The year before, I had made these uh, stars using foil paper. Yes, and they're beautiful. They are gorgeous, but this year I decided to make this origami Christmas ornament that I had made before because I had seen a segment on the Today Show, mm -hmm. and it was a simple ornament to make. And I remembered this, but I couldn't find the pattern for it. And I, and I don't remember, unfortunately. I have a few origami things that I have some, like, muscle memory from, but I don't remember how to make this ornament. I went to the public library, and I checked out about 40 books. To try to find this ornament pattern. First of all, they have like this many books at the public <laughs> library about origami. I was like, holy cow. <laughs> but I got them all and I spent an evening going through them. And none of these books had this pattern in it. I was like, you're kidding me. So then this weekend, I spent a whole day cleaning out our storage area. I, and, and, I'm, and, and, I, and I did this because... There's a lot of things that I have bought as gifts for the girls and then for other people yes. that have ended up not giving them. So our church has adopted a bunch of children um, through the Salvation Army, Love I believe. That, to the angel tree. To, yes, to do to deliver Christmas presents to. So I said, I'm just going to clean out all that stuff I haven't used in the storage area and donate it. Well, I'm going through all of this stuff, and there's an origami kit. And what is in that origami there kit? There it was. It was a the Christmas miracle. The pattern for that ornament. Yes, it was a Christmas miracle, because I was just like, did you cry? I don't know. I did not cry. Did you cry? I cried. Oh. <laughs> so, yes. Elijah's so, about to cry just hearing this story. I found That's the pattern touching. for the origami Christmas <laughs> ornament, and I have started that process. But actually, I'm going to hang these handmade tassels off the bottom of the ornament. So for the last several nights, I've been making the tassels. You are so extra. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> That's it. I So I feel I'm very excited to talk to Timmy Norman yes. because I feel he and I are going to be able to make a connection because, about our love. Because he bakes and you do origami. crafting <laughs> things for people that we love. And I challenge you, Mr. Snarky Elijah Smith. Yeah. I make jokes Mr. for Snarky, people. To but... think about what is it that you can do or yes. give, or craft that you can give to the people you love. You can make oh. <laughs> Elijah <laughs> post photos of yourself on Instagram making origami. Yeah, without your shirt on. <laughs> okay, all right. I think it's time to, show, to bring our oh guest, Mr. Timmy okay. Norman's Food Network champion, superstar, and owner of Cake Buds Bakery, in to talk with us. Welcome, Timmy Norman. Founder, owner, head spoon at Cake Buds Bakery in downtown Johnson City. It's good to see you. It's good to be here. Thank you for coming. Yeah, you welcome. are, uh, uh, I'm sure, incredibly busy since we're talking to you at Christmas. Am I right? Is that correct? It is. Like, I've noticed that, um, especially this year, it's busier. I think people are done with the home baking since <laughs> we've had the pandemic. And so now people are like, wait a minute, there's yeah, bakeries around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of myself. I paced myself and did zero baking during the pandemic. So, um, Timmy, you probably don't remember this, but you actually made a magnificent cake for Susanna's second birthday. That's oh only been yes. 15 years ago. We had it at a farm in 
you made a cake for us and had a little haystack and like farm animals. Oh my gosh. This, is, this was when I was out of my home then. It was magnificent. Yeah. It was that's magnificent. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, you don't remember it, but like, I I know I don't expect Timmy to remember it either because I'm sure you've baked a cake or two. (laughs) (laughs) Was it at Fender's Farm? Um, no, it no. was actually at this little farm that was up in um, Sullivan County somewhere. I couldn't find it again for you if I had to. Okay. I picked the cake up and took it with us and managed to not destroy it. So, okay. yay for me. That's anyway, awesome. I would yeah. think birthday so cakes are high pressure. Or, uh, not is... quite as high pressure as wedding cakes. Oh, yeah, so, wedding cakes. Oh, my gosh. Which is interesting because wedding cakes aren't as hard as birthday cakes. Just in general, birthday cakes have always have little themes farm animals and things like that yeah. on it and then wedding cakes are just all white, all white with flowers yeah. on it and uh, it's yeah. easier but the pressure is way higher yeah oh, brides yeah. get brides get crazy the pr- mm-hmm. everything about a wedding is mm-hmm. high pressure absolutely it seems. and the cake is the last thing you want to do is ruin someone's wedding over their cake you know yeah. <laughs> well yeah. i mean at the wedding there are a few things that like what does her dress look yes. like you know uh and uh What's the cake look yes, like? Absolutely. <laughs> well, but yeah. then it also has to taste good, right? Mm-hmm. You've had those cakes that have been like beautiful, mm-hmm. magnificent sculptures. Right. And then you're just like, oh my God, <laughs> that's a terrible cake. Timmy, so, go, go there, my friend. Be judgy. Is oh, it, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I did it and I still do it. I go to oh, a whatever. wedding and they didn't have my cake. I'm like, wait, let's see what this cake's all about. Yeah, then. let's this break this cake down. What is this cake? This is, <laughs> and what so, is this trash? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they didn't buy it from cake butts. Yeah, Susanna, make a note that we are going to have to consult uh, Timmy Norman about your wedding cake someday. In 15 years when she gets married. No, I think she probably should be married before she's 32. (laughs) That's not bad. Timmy, I was looking. I love your Instagram. Thank you. Because your Instagram makes me happy uh, and I need happiness right now. Timmy, I'm sorry, but I need some happiness right now. And my goodness... Buddy the Elf is what in the heck? I don't know. Um, so lately I've been on this journey to. I'm pulling this up so you perfect guys can see it. People. It and because I've done people before and everybody always knows who they are, that's fine. Isn't but, that the goal? Yes, but I want it to look like that person as much as possible. And so lately I've been, okay, let's do. I did um, Bette Midler from. Hocus yes, Pocus. That was fantastic. For Halloween. And then I did Buddy the Elf for Christmas. And it has just been so much fun. Did you do that for a client? No. And so just... these are just my personal projects that I do on the side because it's just about perfecting skill and those kinds of things. I, I just, Is that yeah. not unbelievable? Yeah. Did you see that, Leighton? Yeah, You've that's got to get amazing. that for Buddy so the Heart. What is, what is that? Is, that um, is there fondant involved in that or that's frosting? That's actually um, modeling chocolate. And so modeling, modeling chocolate, chocolate you make with um, any kind of chocolate, really, and then corn syrup. And so it turns into this clay. Uh-huh. And the really cool thing about modeling chocolate oh that differs it from fondant is fondant will dry out and you can't blend it back together. Modeling chocolate, the warmth of your hand can often just... You know, yeah. bring it back to room temperature enough that you can blend it together again. So you, less seams with modeling chocolate. Yeah. So if you're mm-hmm. listening to this, get on Instagram, At go Buds, to Cake JC. Buds, yeah. JC, and you have got to see the artistry involved in this um, and, and using this modeling. Oh, and chocolate. you dropped the social tease here. Leighton, our executive producer, mm-hmm. would give you props, I bet, for this. Because sneak peek of a piece of being unveiled soon. And it looks like some little gifts at the bottom yeah, of a tree. Yeah, so this is some, like, you wouldn't believe it looking at this little section of this. But this is something that took probably 100 hours to do. Oh because gosh. it's like three feet by two feet. This, like, crazy gingerbread sculpture. Wow. And this I'll, is not for client. This is for a competition, oh. um, local competition. Okay. So um, I don't know when this will air, but <laughs> go down to Jonesboro for their gingerbread competition, and uh, you'll be able to see it. We put it up yesterday. Oh, okay. Oh. It's not live yet, but Friday it will be. You're reminding me, Timmy, that along the way, you have had to be secretive. Lots. Yeah. More mm-hmm. than once yeah. when it comes to <laughs> what you are up to mm-hmm. and why. So let's go back in time. Mm-hmm. And you are... Is that your time machine? That was yeah. my time machine. That Holy we now, cow. Okay, we're now back in what year? 
Hold on a little bit further. Okay, now we're back in what year? 2017. Okay. Let's How go, far back are we going? Let's go, okay, backstory back to when somebody says, Timmy, make the Johnson City Medical Center. Weren't you working for the medical I center? Was. You're, I was. Working you were a graphic artist, right? In the marketing department, doing medical forms design. Woo! Uh, that's some exciting stuff. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh my god! Becky, who's filled out more, she's a physician. So. I'm so sorry. I made the, all those for you. I, I, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. Thank you for making the form. Somebody's got to do it. I had to make forms um, for our my practice over at ETSU. Uh-huh. I had to make the form, the template forms for the the pediatric physicals and. Oh, see when I, I did it. When I did it, they were still paper. Yeah, they hadn't gone electronic yet. Right, and so you know, one change takes an entire committee and all these approvals because you're then printing them all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just now they just do it all electronic, so it's God much better. Love you. I'm picturing you running home at night and just getting out a bag of flour and, and yeah, literally a, therapy in the kitchen. Was that, that was what it was, and so like you know. Making cakes was a, a, a journey for self-fulfillment, really, because I, I've come from an artistic background, and I did a lot of sculpture and drawing and things like that in art, and then I was making medical forms. Totally different, <laughs> not a creative outlet at all. So, you know, there was this problem that I had that I needed to be creative, and then my son also needed a cake. And so those two oh, just yeah. collided with, like, well, let's make a cake, which the week before that is my parents' birthday. They're born on the same day. And so oh. I was like, I want to practice and make them a cake, which ended in tears. <laughs> like, I can't make cakes like this. What am I doing? Now I've got a week to make my son's cake, and it's got to be right. Son's second birthday. Let me get this straight. Yeah. You, buy, you made your mom and daddy a birthday cake, and it yeah. was awful. But I got super lucky in that it flooded and the party got canceled. And so <laughs> there was there was Divine no... Thanks, yes. God. <laughs> there was no, where's the cake at? Because it didn't matter. So, it was yeah. like, get to high ground. It's like, yeah. oh, rats, the flood destroyed the cake. Like, I don't think we can have the party. I think you're right. We you're can't right. have the party. No, that would be terrible. Uh, we don't want to risk everyone's life. So, so then you've got like a, w- a week between yeah, their birthday and your son's. Exactly seven days have to make my son's birthday cake. And I already planned it out. It's going to be the sculpted train. And I just failed at making a round cake. So there was like, <laughs> you know, a lot of pressure. But I mean, it turned out like that failure and the, the week leading up was night and day difference. And so it was like, wow, I can actually probably do this. Yeah. And so it just went from there. Then I was working in the marketing department. We had a birthday coming up. And I was like, I'm gonna make a cake I'm for that. Make a cake, yeah. Yeah. And so it just it just it just grew. You know, oh just Oh my gosh. And then they say make a cake that looks like the 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 Johnson City Medical Center. I think Center. the first one I did for them was the children's hospital. Oh nice one, girl children's yeah, hospital. So when it when they had their ribbon cutting for that, I did that cake. I hope you charged them a lot. <laughs> Not enough. That's the first. <laughs> I, I learned because from there I did that one. I did Franklin Woods Hospital. Oh I think gosh. was the next one, and then that would be hard because that, that that place is really sculpt- yeah. And the Franklin Woods sculpt- one was sculpt- six feet long, and I made it in my kitchen at my home. Ooh, getting it out of the house was like my first real like, oh wow, you're supposed to measure the doors first, <laughs> All right? Like, I didn't know this. And so luckily it wasn't a tall building because Franklin Woods is flat and like long. long. Yeah. And so I was able to kind of. It's a green hospital. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, no, it's that would hospital. be. Oh, be I, would, I would be stressed about that. There's lots of lessons learned in my home kitchen. Yeah. yeah. So the moment came when you said, I am going to make this happen as yeah. my line of work. And yes. did you think it's going to be called Cake Buds? And did you think I Yeah, I'd already been happen? working under Cake Buds before I was like, this is going to be what I do. So you've been, it was kind of your side hustle. Right. So I was like, oh, Cake Buds, um, which all came from like Taste Buds. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, and I had this. <sighs> this slogan at the time that was cake that satisfies your buds, you know. <laughs> It was corny, yeah. <laughs> I've dropped the tagline, and okay. now we're cake buds. Yeah. Now you're just cake, cake buds, buds. yeah. Um, or yeah. buddies who make cake. Yeah. Right. Right, yeah. we're yeah. cake buds. Right. I love that. Yeah, that's a whole new brand for you. I know. So then you say, I quit. 
Yeah. So How I was terrifying. I was in the marketing department, wanting a graphic design position, but I was still doing medical forms design. I had applied to a couple of positions that came open in the department and didn't get them. And so finally, there was just like, okay, so I'm I'm making cakes all night, and I'm working all day, and I'm probably not going anywhere in this position, which is okay. So what do I do? And so it, it was very easy for me to say. I remember I applied for a position, I didn't get it, and the next day I gave my I you gave like a month notice, notice yeah. because I, I needed to train someone to, to do forms. Right. And so I was like, I'll give you a good notice, but I'm I'm going another route. Um, and that was very easy to do. Mm-hmm. And so I did that and didn't look back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Good mm-hmm. for you. Can I ask a question? Yes. Did you ever make a cake that looked like a medical form? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Talk of that's ultimate therapy. That would yeah. be irony. I would have had to do that on my last day. Oh, that would have been cool. With a, with the words scribbled across, I quit. Well, yeah, you know, because I like to leave in grand style. When I left my last job, they asked me if I wanted a uh, punch and cookie reception. And I looked at him, my boss. I said, I get to punch people. <laughs> this would be great. That kind of punch. I was like, I was like holy cow. So yeah. that's what year that Kate Butts was officially born as, a, as your full-time gig? 2011. And you moved to downtown Johnson City to your beautiful shop mm-hmm. in what yeah. year? Yeah, that in 2011. was 2011. Oh my goodness! And then I quit. My last day was in first uh, of September, and I opened in November. Wow. Man, when was your first debut into the world of National Food Network competition? That was 2018. No, is that I filmed in 2018? It was 2019 that it that it aired. You applied, right? Did you send? I did them? not apply to that one. I had applied while I was doing um, graphic design at the hospital to be on one that was on TLC with the Cake Boss. Oh yeah. And I got into like I think it was the top seventeen, mm-hmm. and they did a final cut of ten, and I didn't make the cut. And I never. I just like okay, this was literally months before I opened, and so I was like okay, now I'm running a business. Let's not go down that route. And so in two thousand. And 18, I received a call from a number from L.A., didn't answer spam calls. You know, we we all avoid those numbers. And there was a voicemail. Hey, this is Megan from Food Network. I'll never forget her name. She was like, um, we're casting for a show. We wonder if you're interested. And I was. How did they find you? My exact question. So I go, I call her back immediately. I talk to her for a few minutes. She kind of gives me the layout of how things will go as far as, you know, the interviewing process. And I was like, you know, this is great, but how did you hear about me? Like, right. I, I got to know. And she said, you know, there are there are casting directors and there are people that are looking. She said, and, you know, at some point someone has seen your Instagram or your social media of some sort and taken note of it. And so we follow up. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like, See, I mean, yeah. here's everybody bashes social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right? Social media sucks. But, uh, no, I mean, I'm going to go, you can put it on any kind of, well, I don't want a tombstone because I don't want my body buried, but, you know, on my memorial plaque, yes, right, right. please put, died saying social media is has good points, okay? I mean, put it on there. Yeah, launched your, I mean, uh, an, I mean, a journey for you. Yes. So that honestly was over two years, right? Yes. I mean, you're still really kind of still on this journey. Yeah, absolutely. I still, I mean... Every day, you still see the effects of that first. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm, I'll, I'll be there. You know. So that was what show? That was Winter Cake All. It was a new show. They only had one season, which didn't. They didn't finish airing the season. It just was a show that didn't pick up. Mm-hmm. You know. And um, how'd you do? I was, was the first eliminated. I did. Um, <laughs> it was a terrible. I remember oh my, that. Yes. Yeah, so I remember that. I just, I knew going into the competition that. If I could get past the first round, I'd be okay because the second round was way more my style. It's cake sculpting, and it's not this, like, make this little topper for a cake. Like cupcakes using sardines. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I knew (laughs) that if I could get through the first round, I'd be okay, and so that was my goal. And I didn't do it, and I felt like such a failure, and I was like, I can't believe. I went all the way to L.A., and, like, I turned away all this work at home because I'm going to be gone, and I just, like... 
lasted an hour. You know, it's just <laughs> heart-wrenching. And so I'll never forget that. And I remember coming home and saying, I'm not going to tell anyone I went. I'm not going to post it on social media. Like, this is my initial first thoughts. Oh, you wow. Know? I'm going because to hide. I, I take pride in what I do, and yeah. that certainly wasn't something that I was proud of. And so I remember coming home like, nope, no one's going to know. I'm just going to... I'll watch this show for myself and yeah. I'll be good. And then Timmy, I saw you on the food. Ne- what? I don't know what you're talking about. That, that was that, me. That was not me. That was, not that was me. some other male yeah. model. And, you know, it took a little bit for that to settle me to say, you know what? This is an opportunity because it's from a marketing standpoint. When I push this, no one's going to know how I did. Right. right? right. And so mm-hmm. when I'm saying, hey, I'm on Food Network right. on this show. You don't know when you turn on the TV how I did, but you're going to turn on the TV. Sure. And so it was this like, okay, so I can let people know so that they know, hey, there's a bakery in Johnson City that they may never heard of, which was crazy to me. I've been in business seven years, eight years at that point, and there were still people that didn't know me. And so they're like, oh, wow, seen you on TV. And so from a marketing perspective, it was genius to just go ahead and be like, you know, take the loss, but, you know, show people when they are looking for you during this time what you're actually capable of. And so I was like really striving during that time to like all of my cakes on social media are going to be the best, (laughs) you know? And so it's like, because they're going to come and look. Right. And so that's way more representative. People understand that that's more representative of who you are and what you do than, than what they see in that hour on TV. I love that. Yeah. But don't you think too, like, wasn't it Thomas Edison who, who said something about like, yeah, I, I, I I don't look at him as a thousand failures. Mm -hmm. I look at him as a thousand lessons. I mean, I think, I think that experience on social media must have been a building experience Mm -hmm. and and also some value in that too. Like then you, you knew where to go and you knew who Mm -hmm. to talk to. And I, yeah, I think it's awesome. Well, that experience in a network level television studio, you know, having to bake under pressure and dealing with the the world that does not look like I'm sure it looked on television. Exactly. So the the learning experience from that alone, I mean, the the very next show that I was on was, you know, right out a year later, I was back filming and I was shocked immediately. Like, oh, wait, like I'm I'm like a different person on this show. Like it, it was an immediate change. And so, like, just the lesson of that one time, yeah, paid for the second time, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that which, was which that was which ho- you then won. That was Holiday Wars, yeah. Holiday. So I was runner up in that one, oh, but it was that's a, the team competition. It was a team competition, yes. four weeks long, and so. Um, and that's the one you did with Angela. No, I did that one with three oh. others. Oh, okay, so it was a me, Kathy, Teresa, and Elizabeth, the British lady, the British lady, who 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 they paired you with big time. You two were they're kind of the ringleaders of that team. Yeah, we were. You know, we did a lot of the like detail sculpting kinds of things, and then our sugar artist Teresa did all the sugar stuff, and then um, Kathy did. She did so much of the like backdrops and boards, which were like. Huge, yeah, it was projects. unbelievable. Like, I mean, this is not cakes; these are almost like <laughs> exhibits. These are <laughs> five feet by six feet. Wow! So they're huge. Yeah, they're huge. And then the backdrop is four feet tall, I think. So you're looking at this giant piece. And yeah. then you come at runner up, and then mm-hmm. you, then the final competition, then the uh, next show you were on. The next show, um, Elizabeth and I, because we worked so well together on Holiday Wars, was like, hey, let's go do this together. Did they invite you? Um, you applied, or how's that we work? We both got invited. We both applied with each other as our assistant. They picked us both to compete against each other. Oh no! Which was really funny. We were like, we called each other, like, "Hey, um, can you go on this date?" She's like, and she's like, "Yeah, that's the date they just called me about." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" They put us together, like against each other. And so we're like, hey, we're we're together on this one. So we just, you know, opted to compete together on that one. And then we won that one. That was Food Network Challenge, which was the show that I grew up watching. Whenever I started making cakes, that's the show I watched was Food Network Challenge. That was so cool. Yeah. And so it was so cool to go back to that show and like actually compete in it. It was, I mean, it was a totally different show. Like, it was laid out different than, mm-hmm. than I'd remembered. But, um, yeah, we won that one. And it was like, wow, like, I've gotten better and better each time. So it's been really cool. And then the last one was um, 
big time bake with Angela that works with me. She and I went, and that was just that was the icing on the cake, you know, as they say, it really was. Because you mm-hmm. won. Yeah, we won, but we won every round. Like there's three rounds in the show, and I don't think there was a moment that we questioned that we hadn't won. Like wow. we just kind of felt it. Like everything flowed right. Everything was exactly how we envisioned it. Um, and so it was just this very fulfilling six hours, <laughs> you know, we like, we just kind of felt the whole time that like, we're really doing it today. So you walk into that. I, I mean, I, I've been thinking in terms of, um, so our, our football team in Elizabethan is going back to the state championship right, yeah. this year. Yeah, and they, yeah. They won last year, mm-hmm. but you can tell there's a swagger. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. so I see Timmy Norman walking onto a Food Network set, and you got the swagger. You know, it was. It's funny to hear Angela <laughs> to hear Angela's perspective of that because she's like, "I had you." Like it was her first time, and she's like, "You just knew what to do." Yeah. Like, the, and there's, it, you know, it's a lot to like actually go in there knowing. Yeah. Like, okay, I kind of know how this is going to lay out. Like, right. I don't even see the cameras anymore. They're mm. there, but. They're there. Yeah. And I do a lot on camera myself. I just, I like to film and right. do things. And so that had all turned out to be, you know, extremely helpful going into a challenge like that. Mm. So what do you say then? Okay, so you you took your dream. I mean, making mm-hmm. your son's, making your failed flooded birthday. <laughs> <Yes. day. laughs> all right. Uh-huh. Um, working a nine to five that was not mm-hmm. particularly fulfilling right. for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Although I still want you to make the cake that looks like a medical form. <laughs> <Yes>. but, <laughs> okay. but what do you say to the person, though, who's got the dream? Right. Right. And and so you took it from that all the way to really being on a, a national platform now. Like when Food Network says we got a cake competition, right. somebody called Timmy over in yeah. Johnson City. Mm-hmm. What what do you say to them? How, what do you say to them to make them believe enough in themselves right. to take to bake that cake? Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Or, you know, or to take that first step or, you know, make that first phone call. What do you think? I think first step in anything like that is defining success for yourself. Oh, good. Right? So, like, my success is not your success or yours. And so we're all going to have a different definition of what success is. And so I think once we set ourselves aside and we say, okay, this is success to me, and then being willing to be Clark Kent, I love superheroes. So yeah. being willing to say, okay, I'm Clark Kent, but I'm going to take the step into the, the phone booth. Yeah. yeah. And so like, we, I think we all can have that ability to say, you don't know, go in the phone booth. You, you're going to fail. <clears throat> See, like, that's what Josh would say, because yeah. that's what Josh always says. Yeah. It, and it makes me want to pull all of his hair out. You know, before we started hanging out, he had a full head of hair. <laughs> he did. My, but anticipating failure can kill a dream. It can kill it. Absolutely. And, okay, can I make a comment at this moment? And don't take this the wrong way. Not at all. You are really good at failing. Yes, I am. Because I think of you, like, applying for that job and not Mm -hmm. getting it. Yeah. I think of you applying for that Food Network gig and not getting it. Yeah. And moving on. Like, I'm seeing Tammy Norman picking up his Mm -hmm. teeth. Multiple mm-hmm. times, yeah. you go to the fr- you go to the first one. You're kicked out after the first round. Right. You know, you're good at failing, and yeah. I think that is exactly what you're talking about, Becky. Is right. learning how to get beyond the negativity that we tell ourselves right. in our head, and and that comes a lot from. For me, it was defining success for myself. I love because, it. I've not heard it said that way, and I love it because mm. my success. And the hardest part is the once you've defined success is to say that your definition of my success doesn't matter. Exactly. Mm. That's where my brain went too. That's the hardest part. And so once we say, okay, I had this goal in three years, speaking business terms, three years, I want um, a a profit margin of X. Uh That's my goal. And that's my success. And you see that and you say, yeah, that's a great goal. But if it was done in a year. Mm. And so... Now we're already like, right. Now you're doubting. Now your own I'm doubting. And I don't feel like I'm adequate enough. My mm-hmm. my goal isn't right. I'm mm-hmm. not doing it fast enough. We have to be okay with saying that's not my goal. Mm-hmm. My goal is three years. Yeah, and mm-hmm. saying that's okay because I could shoot for that goal and fail. Yeah, but if I have my plan and my goals and my 
my success already defined and not being afraid of saying like just blinders like here's i think we all have to have those blinders yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think that's courageous and so brilliant because we live in a world thanks to the phones where i could watch what you're baking right I think of it with these teenagers who are Mm -hmm. going to interview in just a Mm -hmm. moment, where every moment of your day, you know what your peers are doing. Exactly. And it's always going to look better than you. Mm -hmm. They're always going to have more friends than you. They're going to have better everything than you. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking in your world, Mm -hmm. you're looking at bakers who are running shops in Dallas and New York and friends and connections or people you admire. Right. And it's perfection. Absolutely. And then meanwhile, you turn around and you got a mixing bowl that needs washing in the sink over and there. And a roof that and may be leaking. Right. And there's yeah. no one in your lobby mm-hmm. buying a exactly. cake. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I suck. Right. Absolutely. I suck. And, and, that, and, and you know, and... The, <laughs> I was like, you know, I want to go, like, I want to go consult a therapist now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did I tell you about my alcoholic uncle? <laughs> That's a previous episode. Um, no, um... You know what I mean? Like yes. at that point, because comparison will kill the dream too. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, you know, I've got this dream. I've got this goal. Mm-hmm. Oh, my friend over there looks at you know, and their Instagram is already, you know, yeah. and, and you know what I mean? You can, mm-hmm. it can, it, how do you get past that? I guess that's what you're talking about. Yeah, you come up with your own dis- Right. Definition. And it's, sometimes it's easier to decide what you want than it is to block out what everybody else wants you to have, mm-hmm. because that's not, that's not what's going to make me happy. That may force you your hand into something that you couldn't do. Like I couldn't run cake buds, Johnson city cake buds in New York. No, that would never work. It would have to, Oh, I think you'd kill people. It might, it, awesome. but it would adapt. The business would adapt. Right. Bette right. Midler. As yeah, I wouldn't go <laughs> in New York charging what I charge now. It oh, would yeah. never work. Yeah. Oh, I see. But it could adapt to that. Right. Right. What's okay? So um, our time is coming to an no. end, and we have some teenagers who want to talk to <laughs> no. you. Yes. What? Um, what's next? What's next for Cake Buds? What's next for Timmy Norman? Gosh, I don't know. Uh, so cake besides buds, a cake that looks like a medical form, right? So yeah, <laughs> and like my vision for that, I'm like, gosh, like, I used to roll in this thing, this file thing. It was on wheels. I used to roll that thing into medical forms uh. meeting. Like, man, oh, and just, just have the all the forms. Yeah. I can make the whole thing with the form sitting on top. I already see it. Like, I know what this is. Honest to goodness, that was like the moment in the shows when you all have to come yeah. get together and you draw and you're like, yeah. what if we did this? What if Santa Claus was in the dentist chair? You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. See, so you just did that right here mm-hmm. on our podcast. Yeah. That's what happened. So you're saying you, you're, you're open to, I mean, life for you is that unexpected yeah. phone call. So right, right? now, um, I've started doing, um, classes okay. in the in the bakery and so um i've had huge huge success with that and so it's like wow i can like do these classes that's tons of fun and it so you're moving on to right. the teaching part of yeah now. I, I love, love that. that and you're taking and you're working with your clients mm-hmm. and creating creations to make people mm-hmm. happy which is absolutely which makes me sad that we are going to have to turn over the microphone because <laughs> i did want to ask you do you have a f- christmas because it's our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Do you what do you love to eat at the holidays? Because do you do you bake for yourself and your family? And what do you love? Yes, I do. So um, my favorite thing is an apple tart to ten. Oh yes, it's, it's like caramelized apples in a. I usually do it in a um, cast iron skillet. So you like uh, caramelize the apples, and then you put the pie dough on top, uh, and you bake it in the oven, and then you flip it out. It. Mm. We love the Great British Baking Show. Yeah. We're obsessed. Yeah. And the master class, mm-hmm. they just made a, an apple tart tatin, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, oh, it looks so good. Oh, it's so good. Mine would make... stick. I can't well, stick. It's too gooey. Because there's like, caramel on the bottom, and yeah. then there's apples. And you flip it when it's warm. And so the caramel just like falls out. But it's in a competition, because they made that in the Great British. Do you ever mm-hmm. watch the Great British Baking Show? Yes, but it's Sometime. been a while. Okay, well. It's very different than the American baking shows, <laughs> yeah, you know. Different. You know, where yeah. they're just—they're all so sweet and kind mm-hmm. and gentle, and they're and rooting. they're wearing their little and they're, yeah, and they're their wellies. Like, uh, there's, there's little sheep in the in the on the estate, <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, we're like, hey, pass me the, you know. Um, but it is, it does, it 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 can go wrong. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You can't go wrong because yeah, with that, I've not Norman. done it on competition either. So, 
Well, gosh. Okay, so we're going to turn it over to our team. Okay, great. We literally just got the wrap from one of our Yeah, they were like, so yeah, like get no, out of the way. You can't mm-hmm. see it. But, um, yeah. but thank you. Thank you for talking about big dreams and yeah. how you make those things I, happen. I appreciate so this you is Elijah. Me. This is Susanna. Elijah. And yeah. the contrary mm-hmm. to Susanna's intro, they're not nearly as funny as we are. They think that they <laughs> they say in their intro that they're the oh, funny she ones. Yes, he's yeah. not. <laughs> okay. All right. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today I'm on doing a scale great. of 1 to 10? Uh, I'm a nine. 9. Yeah, I'm a 9. Good. Okay, good. That's good. Yeah. That's like good type of sleep. Yeah. Type of mood right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you generally wake up early? I do. Um, typically by 5 I'm rolling. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Is All that right. early? Yeah. What time okay. do you go to bed? 10. Yeah. Also early. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. It's Sometimes I go to bed when you wake up. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, like they were talking about, I think it was last winter, uh, we watched the Food Network mm-hmm. thing. That, that was really fun. We always like watching the Food Network yes. shows. And it always marvels, uh, it, it amazes me that they have so many shows at, one, at, at like one time. You know, they're always doing right. like – these shows, they always have like so many different hosts. Um, what is it kind of like behind the scenes, like trying mm-hmm. to see like all the different shows they're doing? Did you get a feel for like how they were putting them all together? You don't because the, the so Food Network like out contracts um, with different production companies, different shows. And so when I was like when I'm filming Holiday Wars, um, they were just handling holiday wars and, and Halloween wars. And so that's the only thing that I had a glimpse into. Um, and then, you know, they're condensing four cameras per team. And there's five teams. So you've got 20 cameras. And it's all going to be in six hours. So 20 times six. And they're putting all that into an hour. And so it's so hard to imagine what are they going to show? What are they not going to show? An example of that is uh, when Elizabeth and I went and competed on Food Network Challenge. We nearly had our cake about three hours into the show fall into the floor. I mean, like we were literally inches from our entire showpiece gone. And it never made TV. Like, I'm talking like the most dramatic thing that happened that day. They never showed on TV. Why we, not? No one knows. What did they replace it with? I have no idea. Like I, I watched the show back. I'm like, I don't like they personally questioned Elizabeth and I in interviews for two hours just on that episode, and never showed a second of it. So it's really hard to get a a gauge when you're filming what's what's going to happen on TV. What are they going to show? What are they not going to show? How will they? Show it in sequence, you know. It's it's that's hard to crazy. see the back, behind that's, the scenes. That's really yeah. It's, one thing I've never understood is um, the things where you'll see them like they're they're baking, they're doing something, mm-hmm. and then they have like the cut scene in which they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Do they do that like afterwards? Yes. And so mm-hmm. because you oftentimes see these like really genuine in the moment yeah. reactions from people, they're like you know they drop their cake, they're crying yeah. afterwards and stuff like that. Yeah, and so they do it directly after, and so the emotion from the show, you're still like, you know, the adrenaline, you're still like riding yeah. off of all that. And so especially like when I was interviewed after my first time, I was very emotional because I had lost, right. and I knew that I had lost, and so I'm like trying to tell what happened during that hour from a like perspective that I, you know, trying to tell the story, but I'm also like, Oh my gosh, in my head, like I did all of this and I'm going home and like trying to not tell that to the, to the audience is crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine. Wow. Um, was the overall experience at food network something you do again? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for sure. Like I, I enjoy it a lot. Um, I feel like competition is something that I thrive off of. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm put under a time constraint and it's something that I know millions of people may see, um, I just, I just. You're a performer. Right. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes it feels like that. It's like, well, I'm not going to show people how I do this. And that's, yeah. that's so much fun. What's your favorite thing you've baked on Food Network? Probably. 
uh, on Big Time Bake, we did a habanero carrot cake. I love carrot cake and I love spicy things. Uh-huh. And it, the combination of those two turned out so perfectly that it is by far, tasting wise, the most, my most favorite thing that we've done. Have you ever recreated it? Yes. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. Yeah. Would you rather do anything other than Holiday Wars? Is there like a show that you would, if you could be on mm. any of them? Be on I want to be on Halloween Wars. Mm. Um, I really want to do that one. Um, I just think prize money's larger. You know, we all want to win the money. The prize money's larger on ha- on Halloween Wars, and it's just totally different. Like you're doing glitter and snow for on holiday wars and then halloween wars it's blood and gore you know it's just completely different ends of the spectrum that would be awesome yeah i would be on cutthroat kitchen oh that'd be so much fun yeah (laughs) honestly so much fun yeah something like that or chopped yeah i feel like it'd be so stressful one of the huge shows Mm -hmm. yeah is it is it realistic that people get their things done like two seconds before the time ends or is that like Mm -hmm. An editing thing. No, that is 100% real. I've seen, and and typically the, they will show it on TV if someone finishes early. Mm-hmm. They show it. They show them like standing there not doing anything. And then they're like, the judges are harping at them for not putting more effort in. That's real. Because those people finished early and didn't do any more work. And um, I, I know on Holiday Wars, because Elizabeth and I are such perfectionists, we were like, always hoping there was an extra minute. (laughs) Can we do one more thing? Like, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's always last minute. It's cool. That is really cool. Mm -hmm. I really like that one judge on cupcake wars. It's the guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Probably. I'll have to look it up later. He's hilarious. Um, so what was the question? Happy. What is some advice you would give to a teen that's, trying to follow their dreams but doesn't know where to go um i think if you find something that you're passionate about and you know it that's the step one and then step two i say find someone that you really trust that you can just bounce those things off of and i think those two things will lead lead you down the right path and so if i'm passionate about making cakes and i have someone that preferably doesn't know anything about it because i want them to see it from a different perspective yeah. than I do that can say, you know what, from my perspective, that's not the best idea. And knowing that that's someone that I trust, then I can pull that in and say, okay, well, let's find the middle ground. Like where does it make sense? Mm-hmm. It does It does for me, but it doesn't for them, but I trust them. And so I think that's a huge thing. And, in, in, in you know, going after your dreams, Yeah, like you have a dream, just find that person that can help steer you. So you would keep that person with you along the ride. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just always somebody in the background that you can say, Hey Josh, what do you think about this? Yeah. You know, Hey Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the importance of planning your dreams, planning the steps that you have to take to reach those dreams? I think it's very important, but I think you also have to be willing to change. And so I think that every success story has a, a shift along the way. And we have to be willing to accept that, which plays back into having that person that you can talk to that says, you know, I don't think this is, is the best. And so if you are passionate about it, you're willing to make the changes, you're willing to do whatever it takes to do that, then you can change with it and you can find the step-by-step how to get there. That's cool. Um, to go to baking, uh, mm-hmm. just wanted to get a couple takes from you. Okay. Um, first, what is your favorite thing enjoyment wise from you to bake? Favorite thing enjoyment wise to bake would probably be cheesecake. Cause I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake. Mm-mm. I love cheesecake. She doesn't like cheesecake. Mm-mm. I don't know why. You've not had a good one. I, I don't it's understand sad. how you. You can make me one. It's really sad that you've not had a good cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah, I love cheesecake. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, we can argue about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll argue about it another time. Uh, what's the hardest thing to bake? Um, anything that involves pastry dough is very hard to bake um, because it requires a proper dough, requires proper butter and then how you layer those it's just it's very time consuming because it takes days 
Yeah. Do you ever use blow torches or anything? Yes, fun? all the time. Yeah. Mm, I love blow torches. Baked Alaska. Yes, yeah. baked Alaska. And like another huge thing, which is very surprising that you would use for, is um, when you're making um, cream cheese icing. And so you have to store it in the fridge, right? Because it's cheese based and dairy based. And so when you pull it out of the fridge, it's super cold. You can't ice a cake with it. You put it in your mixing bowl, blow torch it while you're mixing it. It brings it to temperature quicker. And then. Oh the man, that would be so fun. Much fun. It's so that much fun. I would start great. cooking just to be able to use a blow torch. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you might've said it earlier. I think it might've been that Apple thing, but, um, what baked goods speaks Christmas the most to you? Is it that? It's the apple tart tin. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And then, you know, fruit cake, if you get a good one, is Yeah, I, you Christmas. see, I've never had a good one. I, I don't even like to make them. They're, you know, like, it's so hard to get a good one. But when you do get a good fruit cake, it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a fan of fondant? I am. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of fondant for a couple of reasons. It's a smoother looking cake. It's a prettier cake, but we make it homemade in the in the bakery, and right. so it's not store bought. I'm not a fan of store bought fondant. Yeah. I've never tasted one that I am a fan of. Um, but it's marshmallows and powdered sugar. It's the only two ingredients other than van- the vanilla extract. So, so it doesn't taste like a car tire to it you. It does not taste like that. It tastes like a really sweet marshmallow. Okay, That's we good. need to get yeah. that a you see, I've never had a good fondant. No. Everything I know about baking, it's just I haven't had a good enough one yet. <laughs> there we go. Okay, are you ready to play our game? Yes. We're going to alternate. He's going to ask you a question, then me. And yeah, we have some trivia for you Okay. Um, to test your baking knowledge. So first one <laughs> mine's is... Mine's Christmas. Yeah, my, oh, my, mine's ba- okay. baking Christmas. Baking, okay. So, yep. Um, what is an egg wash used for in baking? And uh, you might just be able to tell me, but I have A, B, C... <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so. so what I use an egg wash for is to a couple of different things. Um, so you use it in on pies, or you can use it um, on pastry, and it will make it a more golden brown. And sometimes, if you do it right, it will add a like a gloss to it. So it gives well, it a glossy finish. What's the most finish. Yeah. Like it, A is it gives a glossy finish and promotes browning. Yes, that's it. Yes, sir. Hey. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking to a baker here. I'm good. We can quit now, right? Okay. No. Wow. What is Frosty the Snowman's nose made out of? Your time is definitely up. <laughs> corn cob, right? In the song, right? Is it a corn pop? And a button nose. Okay, I was trying to sing it. It's a button, yeah. It's a button, yeah. I was going to get there. Okay. Is that a one? Is that half right? Mom, you can leave the room. You're excused. (laughs) Okay, uh, next baking one. Uh, Of the following, which is the best traditional way to serve? serve, I I can't pronounce that. Uh, uh, good you, job. You're reading you off of a website. Yeah, how do you know. spell it? <laughs> it's F-O-C-A-C-C-I-A. Focaccia? Focaccia, yeah. Um, a, in a narrow wine glass with a glass with a slice of uh, cheese. <laughs> in a bowl with whipped cream and berries sliced with a flavored oil to dip it in or boiled with red potatoes and clams on the side. Mm-hmm. I say boiled with... The clams on that side. <laughs> What's the answer? Is it C? Shouldn't that be opinionated? It says, it says it's incorrect. It's, it says it is um, drizzled with B. olive oil and herbs and yeah and stuff. You can also put know. tomatoes on it. It's delicious. Yeah. Okay, what kind of Christmas is Bing Crosby dreaming of? <laughs> Who? Uh, it said <laughs> Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. White Christmas. <laughs> You can leave the room now. <laughs> Got that one right. Yep. Um, Make what... it snappy, logic. Okay, on. okay, yeah. What is a blondie? A blondie is a brownie that doesn't have chocolate in it, technically. Okay. Um, Last question. No, it's not. <laughs> what country did gingerbread houses originate from? I'm going to say... Hmm. 
time is definitely United Africa. Kingdom. Germany. That's up there, right? Pretty close. I, I've heard that they're actually based off of Hansel and Gretel. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Or is Hansel and Gretel based on that? I, I saw online, so it has to be true. Mm, this is true. Yeah. Speaking of gingerbread houses. Yes. Wait till you see mine. Wait till you see mine. Ooh. Uh, so good. Yeah, so from December 4th, which is Friday, right, till December 20th, you can go downtown to downtown Jonesboro, and they have gingerbread houses in the windows. And so then you can vote for, there's three categories, uh, children, adults, and then professional. You can vote once per category per email. And it's, I mean, it's going to be awesome. Who's sponsoring it? Um, I guess downtown Jonesboro. Okay, so yeah. I was wondering if Grove Park was having theirs. They're having theirs, but it's virtual. Okay. Yeah. You need to apply. I may after I did this one. It was a lot of fun. Well, we're taking Angela's um, uh, class. Class. Yeah. Serenity Noel on December the 13th. So she, she has a great class. Yeah, I'm sure after that, I'll be ready for yeah. the Grove Park. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so um, before we go, mm-hmm. where can people find you and your company? Yeah, the best places are Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is at Cake Buds, and then Instagram is at Cake Buds JC. And then our website is mycakebuds.com. We're located downtown Jonesboro, 410 South Front Street. It's awesome. Yeah, downtown Johnson City. I'm not in Jonesboro. Yeah. Like, I was there for <laughs> a minute, City. and now I'm back in Johnson City. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's where I'm at. Uh, but, yeah, we'd just like to thank you so much for mm-hmm. coming Thank you on. for your time today. I really appreciate really it. really appreciate yeah. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's our show. Thanks so much for listening to Doing Good, the podcast. And you can find us, if you'd like to hear more, at our website at we'redoinggood.com or on Facebook or Instagram at We're Doing Good. So please like our pages and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We all have something that we can be doing, so just take the first step. Everybody show some love and do some good. Have a great day.